Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay, produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA. And whether we were born here or born in Italy, in Greece, in Spain, or Ireland, in England, or Fiji. We, all of us, are workers, united we must stand, until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete fours to back our lug of claims So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang. A bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and looking forward to an RDO tomorrow. Well, you might oh. be. Fantastic. I can't wait. Someone's got to work. Oh. Got permission? I think, I think he's got another Suki Lala nomination. But anyway, we Jeez, won't go be, into that. I could be, I could be leading morning. that. Good morning. Go for the double. <laughs> good morning, Gorilla. Good morning, brothers and sisters, and good morning to all the listeners out there. I hope you're enjoying your breakfast and tune in to the award-winning Concrete Gang, which you keep forgetting to say, Warren. Well, I'm just being modest. Yeah, not like you. <laughs> good morning, Colin. Good morning, Warren. Good morning, Gorilla and everyone else. Good all morning. All the out there. Good morning, Annie, on the panel, and good morning, String Bean, who's uh, here keeping an eye on us and uh, feeding us information. Would be the worst photographer I've ever seen. How was his performance at the at, at the stewards' meeting, mate? I'm telling you, never mind taking a still photo. You could have taken a four and a half hour movie show. It could have been bigger than The Godfather. We'll stand there for half an hour while he's trying to take a photo. Three hundred yeah. shop stewards. He's now going for the Suki Lala of the Year award. He is sucking up big time today. Well, that's fair, isn't it? No, true. It but was disgraceful. True, but not fair. Oh, I don't. Know, I don't know is? if it was that bad. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, you're good on you. Yeah, well, okay, cut thanks me for out. the backup, mate. Hey, yeah. I see your head in it. Well, just cause, well, we couldn't fit yours well, in, could we? Oh, Jeez, oh, like, oh, like oh, I walk straight into yes, that. Oh, yes, oh, indeed. Whack. Yes, indeed. You're on the concrete gang talking shit about the industry as we often do. Now, I've got a funny story. Before we get to the funny stories, we do have to talk about the most significant uh, event this week, an unfortunate, tragic event, and that was the fatality that took place on last Monday, and uh, that was down on a job, a Hamilton Marino job at the top end of uh, Elizabeth Street, and uh, a member of ours 
Bob Hetherington was killed in absolutely tragic and, to my mind, inexplicable circumstances. Now, the investigation's ongoing. The uh, rumour mill is running rife. I've seen lots of pictures. My initial uh, response is, in this day and age, how could that happen? This is not the first time that these sorts of incidents uh, have resulted in fatalities and serious injuries, for it's still to be the case when I can remember going back to the late 80s, early 90s at BHP on the corner of Burke and King Street, a young carpenter... Cost was it? No, no. Civil and Civic. Oh, sorry. That was close. Well, all about the same, those sort of mobs. But look, I can remember the young bloke went down and people who worked on that job, in fact, one of our organisers was on that job at the time, Mark Travers, the young fellow went down 20 or more stories screaming. This case was only 20 metres, but the result was exactly the same, a fatality. And to my mind, you cannot have that sort of incident if you are fair income about doing the job. The basic principles of carpentry, the basic principles of safety, the whole history of what you're supposed to do should be ingrained into every formwork subcontractor. And Concorp, I don't give a stuff. As far as I'm concerned, you've already won Scallywag of the Week. We will mention some more people, but I've got to tell you, I am absolutely speechless when it comes to how that sort of incident can happen these days. Yeah, exactly right, Warren. And uh, it's a tragic uh, circumstance. I didn't know Bobby Heather and well. I was the one that got him the job with him, so... He was a great, great rank-and-file bloke. He always supported the union, as you say, tragic circumstances. But I, I believe you, you get what you pay for these days. And when you look at some of the, you know, the big form workers and, and the likes of Form 700 and so forth and all that, and they've got trailing decks when they set up these lift shafts and all, it's a, you, I don't think you could have an accident if you wanted to, but when you go down, when you go down a few levels with builders, when you get down to Hamilton Marinas and you go down a few levels with, with the form worker mobs, that's what you get. And unfortunately, the people who pay the price are the workers. And Bobby Heather has paid the ultimate price. So it's a tragic thing to happen, tragic circumstances. And, uh, you know, uh, it's funny. Uh, we've been, been in the industry a long, long time. And we've seen the... Unfortunately, we try to clamp the industry. And we've, I think we have done a very good job. But you just can't... Uh, With no help from the government regulator. Or, yeah, the work safe and all that. I mean, oh, no, I was talking about the yeah, ABCC, yeah, yeah. but... But the whole lot, I mean, it's, it's sort of left to us, basically. But anyway, we'll keep doing our best. But uh, anyway, to Bobby Heatheran and all the boys down the job, uh, Bobby Heatheran's family and all the boys down the job, we send our regards. And, uh, and uh, you know, I suppose we'll keep, keep, keep uh, tuned in for the details of the funeral. And indeed. And the, the earliest that the coroner is uh, going to release the body for the funeral is probably going to be tomorrow. Some chance of a funeral by Wednesday, not too sure. We'll let all the delegates know and the health and safety reps know and hopefully uh, people can turn up and show respect. In the meantime, there is an investigation going on on the site. There is a clean-up uh, to some extent on the uh, site. Uh, there will be a minor amount of uh, safety rectification on the job over the next few days but there won't be full production again on that job till after the funeral. 
Hamilton Marino, I think you'll be getting a, a bit of a nomination with Concorp. I might just add, because I'm a vindictive bastard, Concorp, uh, shall we say, phoenixed during the uh, month of January, and uh, they had to be uh, brought to heel in relation to their failure under the previous company to pay the sea bus, etc., which would have caused a huge problem for any uh, dependents or any people who are the beneficiaries of Bobby's uh, super and the insurance. And uh, that is just a continuing problem, and it's exposed when people are killed and injured. There is always this other problem that goes on about whether the compliances are in place and whether people are covered by insurance. I might add we found three people who were on uh, work cover, who were employed by the previous Concorp company, uh, who suddenly got lost as they uh, transferred the uh, employees across to the new company. They conveniently lost three of their ex-employees who were on Compo and all the problems that caused. Just another little aspect of our industry that the union deals with, which government regulators like Nigel Hadgkiss and his crew don't deal with. Righto. Moving right along, on Monday night, the big day Monday, there was the CBUS meeting and uh, the whole issue of compliance came up there, as well as insurances and so on. Yeah, I heard it was, um, I, I, didn't, I couldn't make it uh, on Monday night for obviously reasons with uh, Bobby Heather and them, but uh, I heard that uh, someone must have been selling no dose out the front because some bloke got up and made a couple of speeches and nearly put them to sleep. You know anything about that, Warren? Yeah, that bloody Hollywood Miles is just unbelievable. He just thought he had the microphone absolutely stuck to his lips. Oh, I don't know if actually we were talking about that, to be honest. We've got there a mirror. Is, mirror. is there a mirror in here? And then complain because none of the rank and file said them. They reckon they never got a chance. <laughs> come on, mate. You're struggling, aren't you? Come on, yeah, come struggling, on. He's struggling. His mate Braxy was there. Oh, it was a bit of a love fest, well, I've got to tell you. He would have been asked enough. The buzzer, Braxy, wouldn't they? remember last year? Oh, he's wait, not, wait. Buzzer knocked about eight blokes out the way trying to get across to shake his hand. <laughs> oh, wait till Buzzer finds out he was there. He's, he's only taken annual leave because he didn't think he was going to be there. <laughs> He'll be heartbroken when he knows he rocked up. Righto. There's a few things said at the uh, meeting. <laughs> and I've got to say, I had a bit to say, but I no. hung back no. to hung give back. everyone a chance. And I've got to say, equally that the people who did get there and they participated good, but a lot of them uh, who could have got there didn't get there. And to my mind, if they're not thinking about the consequences of our super fund and where that's going after constant attack by the uh, the federal government, who are only concerned about one thing, getting the money into the hands of the banks and the insurance companies, if you're not going to protect your fund... If you're not going to take an interest in how your fund operates and the compliances that need to be in front, you're yep. not doing the right thing by yourself regardless of whether you're doing yeah, the right on. thing hey, by the union. Yeah, but that's fair enough, Warren. But I've got to say, so barring us, Seabus didn't actually uh, you know, send heaps of uh, uh, notification about it out. I mean, hey. no one would have known about it barring the union letting people know. So that's another thing because I don't think they want too many people there harassing them, do they? I'm not uh, complaining. There was a few people... Uh, the directors, shall we say, of CBUS, uh, the employer directors, the so-called independent directors who uh, probably would have preferred it to have gone half the time they did. 
But we did make them sit through a mi- uh, stand through a minute silence for Bobby Hetherington. Yes. And they copped a little lecture on the subject of compliances and insurances. But uh, let's say, folks, there's a lot to be done in relation to CBUS. There's a lot to be done in relation to compliance. And I would draw the comparison to Inkalink, which is an industry fund where the employers and the unions have equal representation on the board and actually do something. And we've got to push that through to CBUS. Now, just another matter on CBUS. There's a few people who need to have a think about their fund that they are in with CBUS because if you're in the high-risk fund, you should get some financial advice, proper financial advice, because the share market is all over the joint. And if you are over 60, you're looking forward to retirement, it would be a good idea to review the fund or the particular account that you have with CBUS. Because if you're in high risk, have a think, have a talk to people who can provide you with a bit of legal, uh, bit of financial advice. There's a few people who might get themselves burnt. There's one thing I'll just quickly say about the meeting. I think uh, CBUS uh, was made loud and clear to all the directors and so forth at CBUS that compliance is a huge issue and uh, they really need to get fair income about that. And uh, they were made to put a bit of a date on when they reckon uh, they'll have something sorted out. So I, I'm not going to hold my breath, but I look forward to seeing what they come up with. Indeed. All right. So we better cut to a track. Uh, we've got one here. Uh, a hell of a time by Ross Wilson and Jimmy Barnes. And there it was, hell of a time, from uh, Ross Wilson and Jimmy Barnes. There you go. Listen, I've got to tell a little bit, just to brighten the sharp a little bit. A little story drifted my way during the week uh, from one of our shops. A, a big listen, although he, he does get dirty about some of the music you play, Warren, but we can't blame him yeah, for that. But no taste. He was telling me how his, his sons are out playing around the local estate and they found a little dog, like an upholstered rat, a fluffy little thing, you know, one of those... Yep, yep, at the ankles and just like his own dog. And anyway, and they rang him up and said, We found this little dog. And he goes, Well, has it got a collar on? And he goes, No, nah. they go, No, no, I better bring him home. He could be lost, you know. So they bring this this thing home, this yep, yep, and thing, and they bring it home. And old John has a look at it. He throws it in the backyard with his dog. Anyway, he goes inside. He has a look out the window. Wow, what do you reckon happened? His dog's chock a block, giving this thing absolute full bifter. He reckons his eyes were rolled back in his head. He was digging his toenails in, going hell for leather. Anyway, so that was that. And the next thing, the um, Johnny goes. He reckons he could he couldn't sleep. He reckons he's that worried about the dog, like like worried about. It. He's, he's give his old his dog a good workout. So he goes out, he gets the dog, he takes it in his, in his workshop, runs, you know the stud finders, you got to find the studs in yours, he runs one of them over the top of the dog to see if it's got a... Yeah, chip. A, a chip. chip. Finds, a out chip. It's, finds out it's got a chip. Anyway, next thing the kids are ringing, they go, oh, we think we know where the, the dog's come from. So he throws the dog in, in the car, takes it back, throws it over the fence like nothing happened. <laughs> well, you imagine these people, they're going to get a shock in nine months' time, aren't they? <laughs> when they... 
Oh, mate, you've got to be kidding. So he's got a new lurk there. He's, he's taking, bringing all the lost dogs under his joint so his dog gets a workout. How about that? So to Johnny C, good oh. on you, mate. Oh. <laughs> Another little scheme on the, on the yeah. So oh. the, the stud finder's an interesting one, though. Yeah, the stud finder, yeah, yeah. That's not bad, is it? <laughs> But uh, he's usually tattooed as well. But so every is, time, yeah, that's right. Every time he drives home, now his dog rushes out the front. See <laughs> <laughs> he's brought home. See who he's got for him. I might roll up my mate's big pit bull or something. See how he goes with that. But anyway, anyway I just thought I'd throw that in. It's a little bit yeah. good, good on you, Gorilla. Just chuck that one in as you do. Right, this uh, week, uh, I think Annie might be resigning this week. She's had enough of this. <laughs> right, we should go on and deal with some industry issues. Right, just. Uh, Chinese asbestos, there's a lot of product floating around, which is going to, in fact, be investigated in the Senate committee, which is dealing with the uh, use of non-conforming building products. Uh, Nick Xenophon, who I have my doubts about, but he's in charge of a committee which is looking at the sort of product that's coming in, not only from China, but from other countries where the standards are pretty pretty second-rate, if not third-rate, and the consequence of that is that uh, we have identified, with assistance of the ETU, a number of jobs in uh, Melbourne which may, in fact, have this product on them. Of course, the product, which is a cement sheet, says asbestos-free, and it's anything but. Now, the ETU identified it on a number of substations to do with the uh, public transport system, both tram and train, but the product is more generally used than that. It's a lot more used interstate than it is in Melbourne, but clearly it is being used in Melbourne. And if you've got uh, cement sheet coming out of China on your job and it says asbestos-free, say, stop, we want to test. Some of it might be asbestos-free, but there's an awful lot of product that's been brought into this country, which is definitely not. You'd doubt it if it said that, wouldn't you? Honestly. From China, it says asbestos-free. The, the bigger the wording, the more suspicious you would be. Yeah, and there's uh, 100% backup with all the authorities on that. It says asbestos-free. Pull it up. Uh, ask the question because, uh, you know, there is support about finding where it comes from and, and so forth. Would it be easier just to find out who's important stuff? You Indeed. just go to the source. Yes. There's this mucking around, just who's important, don't do it. And the other thing is uh, we've been chased up during the week and, and the, the boss has been coming up with paperwork, but, but paperwork means nothing. The paperwork could be from anything. Absolutely. It's got to line up with the product you're using on the job, so make sure that's the case. And if you're not sure, get it tested. And this does, does bring us to this whole issue of public safety because there's a whole lot of aspects to this. I mean, cladding issue, uh, our good friends at Garocon have uh, admitted that they uh, specified one particular product uh, and then uh, used another product when it came to the cladding on a particular job. And that cladding was not up to scratch. And we have got a whole lot of issues that are still to be sorted out. The Victorian Building Authority have identified, they say, 170 uh, jobs where in the Melbourne Metro, oh, sorry, Melbourne CBD and immediate areas around it. They've identified 170 jobs where substandard cladding has been uh, used. The fire brigade seem to have uh, identified a lot more than that. But there again, they might be looking for the whole Melbourne metro area. 
So there's going to be a whole lot of those sorts of issues that are going to have to be dealt with. And on top of the fact that with all the apartment work that's going on, there's a whole lot of danger to the public just walking down the street. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's one of, one of our, the concrete gang's um, pet hates. I mean, these days there's no protection for public gantries and all, that sort of thing. In fact, uh, on Friday, me, myself and uh, the rabbit were on a job in uh, HMC job in uh, Caulfield. They were lifting panels on the perimeter of the job. And if the panel had a fell, it would have fell next door onto Boothy and Boothy solicitors. So we said, has anyone been, I mean, has anyone been, uh, let them know what's going on? Oh, we sent a letter last week, so we had to go down and get the solicitors out. They were out in the street. There was all sorts of uh, fun and games going on. And a solicitor said, I should be suing them. And we said, well, we reckon you should be too, but <laughs> just to throw a bit of fuel in the wood. But uh, look, at the end of the day, if the panel falls, it's not it's not going to fall inwards, uh, and we've got a, an area cordoned off inside. It could fall out, outwards, and if it does, it lands on that tin roof next door with those people working next door. So, we've got to start thinking about public safety. I mean, they keep saying the councils won't give them uh, permits for gantries, all this sort of stuff. So, don't go ahead but until you until you get what, what what we need. Because if you remember back, uh, but I don't know five years ago when that scaffold collapsed in Commercial Road, Commercial Road, Perrin. The only thing, there was a lady with, I think, three kids walking under the gantry when it, when it collapsed. And without that gantry, that, that lady and the three kids would have been gone. So that's what, what gantries are all about. And we've got to get back to protecting the public. Indeed. Absolutely. And we're going to crank up the public campaign about public safety. Now, moving along, we should also mention safety on the job. And uh, there was a collapse, a formwork collapse. 40 cube of concrete went all over the joint out at uh, the Wattpack job at the Mint at Craigieburn. Now, this was supposed to be a fully engineered uh, formwork system, signed off by the engineer, and the boys are pouring, and next minute, off she went. Bang. 40 cube all over the joint. Thankfully, no one was injured. No one was even uh, close to being injured. But that was more good luck than anything else. And I think uh, our good friends, uh, the engineers, are subject to some kind of investigation on Friday and the uh, outcome of that will become apparent and we'll report back on that next Mm. week. The steward, of course, out there, the steward health and safety rep, had made sure that the work was getting done according to the proper procedures. He had made sure that the engineer had actually come in and signed off on it, and it still collapsed. I'm just mystified. Righto. Scallywags? Well, just before we get to Scallywags, cheerio to Alan Wilson. His brother Mick passed away in tragic circumstances. And also from the Voigt family, a very big thank you from his widow and his daughters and grandkids. Uh, for the attendance at the funeral on Tuesday. It was much appreciated. And, Scary a, great, and a great credit to you too, Warren, because you put a lot of work in that. Made a good speech. I just think you should have breathalyzed the priest. Hear, hear. Well, things did go a bit astray when, <laughs> when you I, knocked off his glasses. When I knocked off his glasses, I wonder why I couldn't see. What his beer goggles? <laughs> <laughs> well, that made two of you because he couldn't see either. Well, that's right. And, uh, that would have knocked five minutes off the hundred, one hour and forty-five minutes. Well, at least. I, I, I cut down the eulogy to sort of catch up on time, and then I pinched his glasses, oh. and then he got confused, and then we lost the. We lost probably 10 minutes on top. But anyway, We reckon mind. Buzzer can sort Good of wax off. and wane a bit. The old priest, <laughs> <laughs> he was unreal. 
He was playing two up at one stage. <laughs> anyway, we've got to come. We've got to move on. We're running right out of time. Nominations. I've got H and Y for their little activity and helping the ABCC stand over people down in Hobart. Yep. Uh, blokes refused to go to the voluntary interview, as is your legal right. But uh, H and Y and the ABCC continue to harass these blokes and try and force them to turn up. Growcon for their uh, misdemeanour in terms of cladding, changing one specified product for another. HMC for their failure down in that job in Caulfield. And last, and to my mind, the one runaway winner, Concorp and uh, Hamilton Marino for the fatality down at uh, yep. top end of Elizabeth Hands Street. Hands down with that. Yep, they're the winners. And uh, Suki Lala? Other than your good self? What do I talk about this way? Oh, the show started off with you, Sookin. But <laughs> I have another nominee, and that is Tim Metcalf. Yeah, well, oh. if you're going to follow me in your helicopter, Tim, at least get it, get the story straight. I mean, I went for a cup of coffee with a, another crane hire company this week to just have a bit of a talk about some in-house stuff, and uh, all of a sudden he's ringing the president, uh, making accusations that I've gone off and done had a, a, had a crayfish dinner, had a crayfish dinner, and um, and started negotiating the mobile crane hire EBA. Can I, I mean, just, gee, I mean, I, just so you know, I'm going somewhere else today over in Altona. So if I see a helicopter above, <laughs> can I just can I just send a little note out to our good friend Tim Metcalf? The last bloke that was seen in a helicopter was Paul Basford, and he went broke. <laughs> so. Well, I think we should go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, Dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning and from the Concrete Gang, and we're going, and we're going out. out with a special uh, tribute to our good mate Johnny C. You're nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.